Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to episode 155 of Geekscape, preempted by the Winter Olympics. I'm Jonathan London, and every week I like to have a guest on the couch with me to talk about the latest news and reviews in the world of movies, video games, and comics. This man needs an introduction to you guys, because I'll botch it anyway. He's uh, your ex-favorite co-host of the year, William Bibiani. William, this is the first time you've been on the show since you lost the title of best co-host yeah. Um, what have you been doing? We, we haven't seen you well, since uh, you lost I the title. I spent about a month uh, huddled in the shower uh, trying to get clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, was an inc- there was an incident with a coat hanger I'm not terribly proud of. Okay. Um, but apart from that, I have been busy, 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 busy. I blame you guys for the, the shower and coat hanger incident. And yeah. uh, I'm not going to lie. I think you guys dropped the ball this year. I like yeah. Nar Williams, but... I like him too. I like him too. Bibiani picks up the phone every time I call him. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I have nothing better to do. Um, Actually, I have a lot of better things to do now, but you know that. Yeah. I've been very busy. Uh, Bibiani's been a very busy man, but he has taken an hour out of his time to give us a guest co-host here on Geekscape. And we're going to get to it. William Bibiani did something that the rest of us didn't have a whole lot of time for. He went to see this new Wolfman movie. Uh, <sighs> yes, this- the Marv Wolfman story. This uh, was a little a uh, little less accurate than I was hoping it would be. I was hoping it would involve a bit more of uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths than about his latent lycanthropy. But, you know, what are you going to do? This is a uh, universal release uh, of their, you know, one of their classic horror yeah. monsters. They redid yeah. it. They, they had they had Joe Johnson uh, fill in for Mark Romanek, who left the project. Was it Mark Romanek? I thought Joe Dante was going to do it. It was Mark Romanek. Oh. Who, Very flattering. And it was, it was yeah. Mark Romanek, who I think is a really awesome director. And I like okay. Joe Johnson. But yeah. here's this movie. It's, yeah. it, it's supposed to have come out a while ago. It's now it coming gonna, out now. Yeah, like like Shutter Island is originally going to come out like more around the Halloween area, mm-hmm. and then they realized Halloween was really kind of busy, so uh, they pumped it out here. So yeah. we're getting your uh, your Wolfman now, and it's got yeah. ben, uh, Benicio del Toro as himself, yeah. Anthony Hopkins as uh, Nick Nolte from the Hulk. That's true. Uh, and uh, really, and, I mean, and Emily and Blunt. Emily Blunt as the woman. And, uh, and really, what about talk about this movie? Like, you know, like what is it? Well, first off, the one thing I was really surprised about is that it was a really faithful remake in a lot of ways of the original Wolfman with Lon Chaney Jr. Uh-huh. Um, because it's not as popular a movie in many respects as Dracula or Frankenstein, the, the old classic <coughs> universal horror cycle. So uh, I, I thought they would they would take a bit more liberty with it. I didn't realize it was just going to be a remake. That was just going to be another Wolfman movie. Right. But uh, they did. They remade it. They used uh, most of the characters. They they and, and I actually thought a lot of the ideas for the remake aspect of it were really solid. A lot of the ways that they strengthened relationships or strengthened conflict between characters. Uh, the love interest in the original was just sort of like, oh, she's there. We should be a love interest with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, in this film, it's a bit worse. You know, she was, she was Benicio Del Toro's brother's, brother's yeah. fiance, and then he was killed by Wolfman in the first scene. In the original, the brother's death just happens entirely off screen and isn't important. It's like, oh, he, he died. Random hunting accident or something, and they just sort of move on. Now everything's been more interconnected. And I think, and we're going to get to how the movie ended up, but I think uh, I, I'm very proud of what they had done with the film from a, like a structural perspective. Uh, and the, uh, the, the writers, Andrew Kevin Walker and David Self, are talented men, and I thought they did some very interesting things with the story. Uh, then they should be commended for. Uh, who should not be commended for is almost everyone else. Oh, um, you know the acting was okay, but no one really brought their A game. Uh, the directing was moody and atmospheric, but it didn't really add up. But it was the editing for me, and that that felt really, really felt really choppy. A lot of like plot ideas were introduced. A lot of characters were sort of like, "Oh, I'm a character in this film. Are you going to interact with anyone?" No. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, we don't have time for that! Because the entire structure of the film is sort of like a slow build to uh-huh. Niso Del Toro, oh, he gets bit, then he's going to turn into a wolfman a bit kind of slowly over time, and it felt like at some point someone said, uh, we got to speed this up a bit. Uh, and so everything's just like really choppy until about towards the end, I think in the last act, it kind of saves it a bit. It turns into the Hulk, pretty much. Oh, really? It, it, it lets me vary, just the last act of the film was pretty much the Hulk. But uh, it's it, what it, the Wolfman going crazy. Wolfman going going berserk, being like, "Oh, we're just we've been building up to the Wolfman this whole time. Let's let him go nuts for a while." There's a big fight at the end, and it's kind of cool, and it, it it's better. It ends better than it begins and middles, I suppose, if you could use middle as a verb. Right. But uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, I would say uh, it's a rental. It's a bad. rental. It's a rental at best. It's now, a good rental. You that's said, not a great rental. You said the editing's choppy. Do you think there's any chance that we might see like a director's cut later on? Or well, like a you know, they, 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 they say there's more footage. God only knows if it's better. I've mm-hmm. heard that it is not much better. Uh, but it would be nice. I, I have a feeling that somewhere they plan to have this thing paced differently. Right. Whether or not it worked. I do know one thing right now is that whatever they did to the film, uh, it did not really work. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know if it was better before. It might have been worse before, for all I know. And uh, I'll eat crow if that's true. But it would be nice to know that there's someone out there who had the best interest of this film at heart. In going into Captain America, because you know Joe Johnson wants to have that whole yeah. thing cast by sometime in March, so they can start shooting. Yeah. What is? What makes you think about Joe Johnson? Because I heard you liked the uh, third Jurassic Park. The, that's okay. The third Jurassic Park. Let's go. The script for the third Jurassic Park movie is total crap. Yeah. But the movie, you know, it's 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 briskly sure. paced. The action's pretty good. The thing that makes me excited about Joe Johnston directing Captain America is the Rocketeer. Yeah, that's right. The Rocketeer is the shit. The you Rocketeer for, for a long time yeah. it was the best superhero movie I think we had. Yeah, that's right. For a very long time, and a lot of people say the Superman movies, but all of them had no, qualifiers. They always had all of them were like, yeah, like like first one's good, except for the second half when Ned Beatty shows up. It's kind of lame. Second one, there are problems in the last right. act of it. But a Rocketeer, you don't have to apologize for any part of that. Rocketeer's and it's a phenomenal. period piece in like the Captain America era, so I think that's encouraging. No, uh, the, the the Rocketeer, you're always uh, yeah. keeping your ear to the tracks. Uh, is that does that have a DVD or a Blu-ray or it any has kind a DVD, of process? No Blu-ray. It has a DVD, no Blu-ray. And uh, that movie's got to have a great treatment I, coming seriously, out. Seriously, someone has got to treat this movie with some respect because the, the special effects. Hold up reasonably well, mm-hmm. uh, although I've only seen it on DVD recently. The script's phenomenal. The script's phenomenal. You know, maybe a high definition won't be terribly kind to some of the older effects, mm-hmm. but it's not a complicated film. It's mostly people flying in front of right. like, blue screens, but it's handled very, very well, and they do a lot of interesting things with... The, you could just have someone flying around the sky and it'd be very boring, but they do lots of things where he'll, uh, like his rocket pack, like... Uh, shuts off and he like flies into a cloud bank and then right. you see the clouds light up really fast and he flies out of it it's all just clever ways of illustrating that and the other thing about the Rocketeer that I like is that he's not actually a great superhero he can no. only do like two things he can fly and he can shoot into stuff fast and they find ways of getting around that a lot and, and, and incorporating that into action sequences a sort of clumsiness about him uh, that I really like the, uh, I also like October Sky Joe Johnson. Yeah, I didn't did. see. I never saw that. I heard it was that's wonderful, a, and I never saw it. That's a good little uh, small town drama. Yeah. And then, um, we, we, recently in an interview, uh-huh. Joe Johnson was doing some press for the Wolfman, yeah. and you find out that the Invaders are going to be part of the cut. Oh movie. my God, the Invaders! Yeah. Now, please, careful, careful. This is already a dirty couch. Uh, you are getting very excited, Mr. Biriani. But the Invaders. I mean, the 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 force, the the fighting force that Captain America is a part of. In yeah. the old comic what, what, books. What do we got? We got the Human Torch. Battling, we got Toro. We, we got, got the Blazing Skull. We got, Blazing Skull or Flaming Skull? Flaming Skull. We, I think. Okay. It, okay. We got Battling Jack. Or whatever Union it is. Jack. Union Jack. Who is awesome. And oh, Union Jack. Come to me. 
But uh, but I mean, Namor, you got to cross off the list. Namor, probably they they're not going to get. It would, would be it's a little bit because he's part of the Fantastic Four franchise. Probably, he's part of that. Probably. Well, no, because he actually he is. Had, he, he is he because they're going to do his own Fox, movie. But he's for a long at Fox. Time. He's at Fox. Okay. So. All right. So you're not going to get so Namor. No Namor. But, you know, if you're doing the, the Invaders, you don't want to distract it with Namor. You want to have the bad guy who is basically Hitler slash the Red Skull. If you want to throw Arnim Zola in there, maybe you could. As a Not Arnim Zola. Guy. I want to see Baron Zemo. You want to see Baron Zemo? Yeah. Well, my thing is Baron Zemo is his own villain. Right. Baron Zemo is, is his own dude, whereas Arnim Zola was always sort of a supporting mad scientist type guy. Mm-hmm. And you can throw him in without distracting from the Red Skull. But you can't throw our, uh, Baron, Baron Zemo Zemo, without, yeah. without him com- actively competing with the Red Skull. Okay. Uh, that's my take on it. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very interested. I just want to get some fucking casting going. We Have we heard any casting for it? Uh, no. We've heard, some, we've heard rumors like, oh, maybe Chris Pine or whatever, but I've, no one said anything. And, you, and I talked about John Hamm from Mad Men, how much fun that would be. For, it, for, to play whom? Captain America. He's too old. You say that, but... I, I do say that. I no, say no, that very confidently. I, I think that Captain America, when you, when, you, when you put him in this movie, has to at least, for the Avengers, be at the same age as Robert Downey Jr., so that it doesn't no, sound like Robert Downey Jr. is running so. the Avengers. Because no, because there's a difference between the kind of person who would run the Avengers on sort of an executive level and sort of someone who's sort of a field commander. Mm. You know, I mean, it's I think I think Captain America is the difference between like whoever is running CTU and Jack Bauer. You know, that's that's what it is. Jack Bauer's the guy. It's like I have the military training. I'm the guy you go to when it comes to actually like tactics or right, charisma right. and all that kind of stuff. So but how old is Jack Bauer? Uh, well, Jack Bauer. My point is that Jack Bauer is usually younger than the guy, than whoever's running CTU. Yeah. I, I think it's Jack okay. Bauer's I've heard this. Yeah. I've seen them auditioning these fuckers that look like they came out of soap operas, and well, I'm like, yeah. that is not. No, no, that's not who I get. You know, you know, you know who you get. You get Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, okay. That that's from, the, from Generation from, Kill. From Generation Kill. Yeah. Right. No. Yes. Yes. What if you got Captain America from Generation Kill? <laughs> <laughs> if you guys haven't seen Captain America, or if you guys haven't seen Generation Kill... First off, you should. It's amazing. Yeah. It makes the Hurt Locker look like a piece of crap. The Hurt Locker's not a piece of crap. It's not a piece of crap, but, but that's how Kill's good Generation Kill is. Uh, it's that miniseries that HBO did from the guys who brought The Wire. Uh, and it's about the, the first force that goes into Iraq. Yeah, and it's just yeah. amazing. And uh, there's a character named Captain America who just goes off half cocked he, he's, throughout he, he, the entire He's like series. the worst platoon commander since the guy from Platoon. It's pretty bad. And, um, yeah, I mean... I, that's I, a, that's I a thought. Saw, My thing is this. I, I think, saw somebody the other day. I was like, yeah. Captain America, who the hell... What was yeah. I watching? I don't. I, I. I don't know. But yeah, you know, it might come to me. Yeah. Well, my, my my thing is this, and the thing I think is is sort of things that you do almost need kind of a soap opera thing because one of the great ironies of Captain America is that he was this guy who fought the Nazis and he was the Aryan ideal. Right. That was kind of the irony of it. And there was even this subplot they alluded to in Marvel Comics for a well, while. Yeah, well, Red Skull is responsible. Well, well, Red Skull is actually responsible yeah. for creating Captain America. Exactly. I and love that, that storyline. That's fucking genius. So uh, that would be nice if they, if they handled that in some way. And actually, because uh, there was this, there was a rumor a long time ago, and God only knows how true this was, that uh, they were thinking about making Will Smith Captain America. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and on one hand, I see where you're, why it you think that's Isaiah okay. Washington. Yeah, I see why you're thinking that's okay, because, okay, he's like this all-American kind of heroic kind of figure. I can see that. He's also black in a time period when they would never make the face of the American army black. It's just anachronistic. Spike Lee was watching Geekscape. He just said, yeah. what? Hey, if you, Spike Lee, if you think people were less racist in World War II than I am, we'll talk. That's true. Yeah. That's what all his movies are about. He did yeah. talk. He made Miracles of St. Anna, whatever. He Miracle at St. Anna. Yeah. Was that good? I have no fucking idea. Although it did have <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it, so I'm vaguely interested. G.I. Joe. Yes. Also had Joseph Gordon-Levitt it in it. It certainly did. And you know what? I watched it. 
<laughs> I did watch it. Speaking of good movies, uh, did you see this Tekken trailer? Oh my god! How yes, awesome I did. Is that? Oh my god! It looks so bad. It looks like oh. it looks like I cannot wait for that oh. thing to be in a bargain bin on your way out of uh, like a like a supermarket. Oh my god! Because that is that movie. I loved. I love. It's loved, a mid '90s supermarket bargain bin movie. I know. Remember Arena? Yes. Arena is the shit. Anyone who hasn't seen Arena, it's like this fighting tournament in the future. And I have Octagon. The, the, yeah, the I know. Movie. Yeah, but this is this one is a bit more, even more low rent. It looks like they made it with all the leftovers from a Babylon Five episode, and it's just this guy who like enters like his fighting tournament in space, and it's cheesy, but it's also kind of awesome. This is everything like it looks a lot like <laughs> Arena, except not awesome. Tekken. Tekken looks just crap. I love all this, all the all the movies they make out of fighting movies. Like Dead or Alive is amazing because they get like uh, who do they get? They got Eric Roberts to play yeah. the bad guy, and uh, like at the end he's supposed to fight everyone. And you're like, dude, it's Eric Roberts. They just really, really, yeah. They just they just put him in sunglasses and hope you don't notice that it's uh, that it's a stunt double for the rest of the movie. So, um, are you gonna watch this Tekken with me, Brian? You gonna yes. watch Tekken? You gonna watch Tekken with me? Uh, you know what? I loved Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li. I loved watching it because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was so fucking bad. So, so I'm okay with it. You didn't see no, it. No, I didn't see that with you. I, had, I was forced to see that at home. You, you would have been great to see it with it. Man. I would have loved to see that. Oh my remember god. 20, remember 2012 when we went to see 2012? Oh my god, 2012. Look the at the state was, of Hawaii! Oh god. <laughs> the thing that I was most scared about, the thing that I'm most scared about for Tekken is. Uh, you no, care about that franchise? No Chris no Klein. Cares about Nobody cares about that franchise. I care oh, about Chris Klein. They no should put Chris Klein. They should put Chris Klein in every comic movie. Every, every shitty movie. Every shitty movie. It's like, you know what? God bless him. He's going to try. Look at him try. Do, do your Chris Klein <laughs> yeah. for the audience. Yeah. Put your face. No, no. Put, put your, your face. Put your face. Put your face. Put your face. Yeah. yeah. yeah do it. We'll allow you. Hey. What's up? I mean, it's a YouTube. I walked through the raindrops. Hey. How you doing? God, he's such a bad Such a douche. I love him. By the way. American Pie reboot. Yeah, uh, it's right man. here. This guy. I don't know if it's a reboot or they're just gonna it, try to make it another film in like the well, theatrical the, franchise. The, this guy, you know what? I could ask him to, to see if he wants to come on the show. Yeah. John Hurwitz, one of the writers of uh, Harold and Kumar, those two movies. Wow. Wait, uh, no, I'm thinking. He he's, he he and his writing partner they're yeah. they're in charge of doing this script for the American Pie reboot. Okay. And uh, he was good he, luck. He went to grad school with me. Yeah. And, or not grad school. He went to undergrad with me. So mm-hmm. maybe I can talk to him and be like, hey, give us a scoop. But do we want a scoop? I don't want to live in an America where there are nine American Pie movies. I thought. I thought. Uh, there I thought, are literally nine. I know. I know. I thought. I actually didn't even like the first one that much. I thought it was actually kind of creepy I saw and sexist. It once. You know. But uh, I thought the second one was okay, and the third one was kind of cute. But I thought yeah. the third one ended it. I saw those. The third one ended once. it. That was it. He's like, oh, okay, we resolved everything. Let's no, move then on. Eugene Levy has to find shit to do. I know. Poor Eugene Levy. Poor Eugene Levy. I know. I know they couldn't get. No, they couldn't get him after a while, and they brought in the guy who played, to play uh, Stifler's dad. And they brought in uh, the guy. What was his name? Like the bad guy from. Uh, uh, I didn't watch past the third one. No, no, the bad guy from Happy enough. Gilmore. What's his name? Oh, the Shooter McGavin guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was. Oh, I like that Shooter McGavin guy. He's funny. Chris. Was it Chris. Uh, I, I, know, I don't remember Shooter McGavin. Was, this, was Shooter McGavin the same guy who did? He's uh, the jerk in Happy Gilmore. Yeah, yeah, but was he the same guy? That's a different guy than the guy who was in the the wedding uh, the wedding singer, right? That was a different. Yes. Game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then yes, it is Shooter McGavin. Yes. Okay. Because like they look a little bit alike. I got to look confused for a second. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The scrunchy. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Well, while we're talking reboot guys, they got this uh, Spider-Man reboot going on over at Sony. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I guess uh, Brian Michael Bendis twitted that he was over there for a meeting. What a twat. He he twatted. Yeah. Twitted that uh, he was over at the meeting about the Spidey reboot and super yeah. cool guys. He he yeah. tweets like, yeah. you know, it sounds like they're going with the ultimate books. It sounds like that's there. There are worse ideas. The ultimate. They're going with the new ultimate. 
I don't know. My thing with the like, with the Ultimate books, and here's the reason why I'm okay with them doing this, is because at the very least, the Ultimate books, because um, when they originally made Spider-Man, it was all kind of haphazard, and like, right. a lot of stuff wasn't really connected to begin with. And the Ultimate books, they knew, like, oh, well, all these characters are going to be important later. And so everything is kind of started off a bit more neatly. Yeah, but so they, it, they it'd be better to do a, st- a first movie kind of based on the Ultimate Universe. I can see that work. But they introduced Kurt Connors in the yeah, movies, and they didn't no, do anything it, with him. Well, uh, well, they didn't get to when well, he wanted to, and then he, they, they didn't want them to do that. So, but, anyway, but so, so uh, the, the, this movie, you know, if you're gonna stick to it, all, I, one thing I hated about the Ultimate Spider-Man was was the treatment of the Green Goblin into this hulking monster. Yeah, thing. that didn't quite. He, work. he was like, like a monster. Planet. Yeah. It was like the Fabio Goblin kind of. Kinda, yeah. I'll be honest. With the exception of maybe the way they handled the Kingpin, I wasn't a huge fan of the way they handled almost any of the villains. Yeah, Ultimate, the Ultimate Universe. Ultimate was, Universe. The Ultimate Universe. Good handling of Spider-Man, like his interpersonal relationships. The Avengers is cool. The Avengers was no. I'm talking about specifically Spider-Man. Okay. Ultimate Spider-Man. Spider-Man himself was pretty cool. A lot of good focus on the character. A lot of good dialogue. Uh, the soap opera aspect was really good. Issue thirteen. The, the issue thirteen was brilliant. Let's mm-hmm. just let's just be, let's just say it. I'm, I'm comfortable with it. I'll criticize. Brian I like, I like cows it. come home, but that issue was great. Issue was awesome. Yeah. I actually did like an actors class in yeah, grad school where I had a, the actors do issue thirteen. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. So it wasn't that awesome. Like that. Well, it should have been. Okay. Um, I was learning. You were. Uh, but the thing is, that, yeah, for some reason the villains never clicked. The villains never, even when they did like a Sinister Six thing, the villains were always kind of crap. You know, Doctor yeah. Octopus is a little interesting, but that's about as far as I go. Um, you you want to talk about Oscars? Or you want to talk about this Kevin Smith getting kicked off of Southwest Airlines? Because because the kids should we talk about both? Well, the kids let's talk about both at the same time. The Kevin kid. Smith Oscar nominations kicked off of Steve Martin and Alec Baldwin. Southwest Airlines. Yeah. Um, on, on the forums we're really talking Next about the, the, on the forums we're really talking about this Kevin Smith getting kicked off. It, it turned into something. It yeah, turned into like an argument right before his movie came out. Well, there's that. I, I still don't think that's going to put asses in seats. I doubt that, it. That movie was really. It. But um, uh, at the most same, people don't even know that that's directed by Kevin. Smith. Well, they're not advertising it. They're not. They don't want people to know. I it mean, I remember. Like, we, it looks like a more serious version of that movie, The Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks it like does. an '80s cop movie. It is, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's if nothing it, wrong if, with if that. that's what they're trying to make it be, and it's going to be fun like that, maybe it'll be okay. But um, know. but the yeah. whole ad campaign is killing me. Oh yeah. I mean, the posters look like it. Did you know that Tracy Morgan is a comedian? You do now. It, it's basically it, it, no. It, the, the way that the no. posters look, it looks no. it looks like it has uh, Bruce Morgan starring with uh, Bruce Morgan with Willis Tracy. Oh, I got. Because the way their names yeah. are aligned on the poster, I don't even make two sense. Well, of the that. one th- the one thing I love uh, as I saw a, t- a commercial for it because w- in the trailer there's this bit where uh, they're, they've got like uh, Sean William Scott oh, yeah, in the back funny... seat and he's like knock knock and Tracy Morgan's like no. No, like Hell over and no. over again, over and over and over again. Like, oh, and then Bruce Willis says, "Who's there?" Ha! It's funny. Uh, but then I saw another commercial where they actually uh, digitally erased Sean William Scott from the back seat, just so they could use Tracy Morgan saying "No, no, 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 no" over and over again in a different context, because that's so funny that they had to complete spend a shitload like of a, money to he, do he's, that. He's he's starting to make a career on like a more cynical, uh, urban version of like Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> like he's basically playing a retard. Well, someone, someone, someone pointed out to me, and I forget. Tracy Morgan. Someone pointed out to me, and I forget who it is, and who, uh, I'm sure I know who you it is. You called him a retard. Probably. It was probably me. No, no. Uh, someone pointed out that it, this the cop out feels like the kind of movie Tracy Morgan's character from Thirty Rock makes, like in the summer. <laughs> You're like, that's that bitch. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Ninja. Exactly. No, that's what it feels like, and I forget who said it, and I apologize to whoever it was. I would totally give you credit if I remembered. But it's, it's really such a, it's such a brilliant universal concept that just feels like it was out in the ether. Okay. That's how brilliant you are. Um, I gotta give you some serious props here, Bibiani, because um, 
Because I know you write for other websites. I do write for, for I write money, for, uh, but yeah. you write for us for free. Uh, that that yeah. being said, yeah. when you write for us for free, you write better. Thank you. I'm not going to tell the other websites to not pay you, but okay. the, this Oscar roundup that Viviani wrote, like, it's one of the greatest things I've read. Th- thank, thank, thank you. Written by anybody. Thank, and I've thank, read a lot of thank, Shakespeare. Thank, thank you. The funny thing is here, uh, I told Bibiani, Bibi, Bibiani called me and he goes, hey, do you want to see um, either... Uh, Invictus, Invictus or The Blind or Side. Or The Blind Side. And I was like, eh, I'd be interested in The Blind Side because it's a cheap theater near me. Yeah. And all this. But but I was like, ah, I, I just can't. I can't. Yeah. Uh, I can't do it. And um, and you were on a quest to see all the Oscar my, my goal was to see every... My goal was to try to see every single movie that was going to be nominated for an Oscar mm-hmm. before the day the Oscars were announced. And, well, at least for all the major awards. Right. For Best Picture, Director, Screenplay, Adapted Screenplay, all the acting. For blatant Oscar try. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I only missed two. Which one did you miss? I missed, uh, but beforehand. I missed, I missed, I missed, no? no, I saw The Last Station. Okay. It was really good. Uh, I saw The Last Station, but no, I had missed In the Loop, which luckily was available on, DV- on DVD, and I rented it the next day. And I saw Nine, which I went to see later that day, and was fucking awful. But it was the reason why I was avoiding it. it was, I, I, I don't understand. I think Penelope Cruz just kind of just snuck in there. The funniest Nine story is yeah. I went to uh, where Laura works in the farmer's market here at the Grove. Okay. And I was bringing her dinner. And yeah. I bring her dinner. We're both in the back of, uh, of the place eating. Mm-hmm. And she works at this place where they sell dog treats. Yeah. And we're eating in the back. And this guy comes in. And he's just poking around the farmer's market. Yeah. And uh, dude's totally tatted up. We're like in uh, affliction type shirt, mm-hmm. piercings. Turns and out it's Daniel Day well, Lewis. Well, this, he, is, this is what he's been like he's ever got, since uh, he shot this film. He's got uh, he's got this girl with him. Like they just started dating, and she, she's like, "Hey, let's go to the Grove and go see a movie." Oh, that's kind of nice. And so and so he was poking around because he had some tough dog, and he's a tough guy. And, we're like, and he's like, "Yeah, uh, we're just poking around because I'm gonna go see a movie." Yeah. And Laura's making conversation. She goes, "What are you gonna see?" She goes, "He goes, nine. <laughs> And, 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 and now, are you and, sure you didn't and, think and my, it was District 9? No, no, I'm over there eating in, in the back And my eyes just go uh, and, 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 and Laura goes No, it's going to be awesome It's that guy from Gangs New York Laura goes, Laura goes The musical? He goes No, nah, man, it ain't a musical It's like this Tim Burton cool thing it's like this Tim Burton. You no, know, he's thinking it's the animated yes, movie. Yes, he th- oh yes, my God. he's clearly thinking it's the animated oh. movie. And I'm in the and, and, and I'm in the back oh. going, oh shit, should I tell him? No, nah, dude. The girl is playing dumb. Oh it is my God. clear. Oh, it, it, God. It, it, girl, she knows exactly. The girl is. This is why you know a new relationship. And they haven't had uh. the "Don't lie to me again, or I'll kill you" conversation. Because <laughs> she's like over there looking at stuff, going. <laughs> Tickets are already purchased. I fandangoed. Like she's over there, like ignoring it. And he goes. And he looks at her and he goes, no, I'm pretty sure it's like this cool future animation 3D thing. And I, and I go, sir, it might be the musical. And he goes, no, nah, man, it'll be cool. And I'm like, it's the musical. And he's like, okay, um, can you validate my parking? And he validates the parking and then quickly like grabs her arm and they walk out of there. And I was like, that was the last date. Yeah, I mean the guy. I bet you. I bet you the guy. Maybe he's a Fellini fan. Maybe she was able to convince him. Through the movie, Laura left, and she was like, "That was awkward." (laughs) And all I could picture was this tough guy sitting there watching this movie, just be like, "What the fuck is this gay shit?" And then looking at her, and she's just like hiding herself in her seat, and he's like, "Have you? I mean, who? Have you ever been caught?" Baby, we already 
paid for it. We already paid for it. I mean, let's just have fun. Let's just have fun. He's it's just got Fergie going. in it. You have, everyone loves Fergie, right? Yeah, she's everyone. Not, she's not a man. Everyone <laughs> loves Fergie. I don't guys, even know what uh, that is. Have you guys ever been conned into a movie like that? Like, I mean, um, we, only we, by my mom. Yeah, we're pretty. My uh, mom is pretty much know what's out there. My mom had a thing where uh, we, we haven't done it lately, but my mom had a thing where, like, on Mother's Day or her birthday, she, we would go to whatever movies you wanted okay. to see. And so she would take me to. There but knowingly, you knew what it was. Yeah, I knew yeah. what it was, but I didn't know how bad it was. There was there was one where I went to save the last dance, which is actually better than I thought it would be. Oh, in yeah. all fairness, it was actually actually wasn't a bad movie. Uh, it, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Uh, then, but there was one time she dragged me to Soul Plane, and I have never forgiven her for this. We've all seen Soul Plane. I'll pause for a minute, audience. What do you think Bibiani's mom looks and acts like? <laughs> what do you think the temperament of this kind, gentle soul is? She really wanted to see Soul Plane. Um, so he, you went to see Soulplane? Soul no, what was that experience? Soul, like, that was misery. That was right. one of the worst movies I've ever had. That was like that and Rockadoodle are like neck and neck for the worst film I've ever had to watch. Rockadoodle. Rockadoodle came at like the <laughs> end of like. Remember, remember like the, the animation company that oh made like five logos God. rest and shit. I do know. Yeah, Rockadoodle it was like an Elvis story. Like, oh no, Elvis the the rooster died, but no, he's still alive and he's gonna go on wacky adventures. And I just sit through this because we were like babysitting like some nieces or nephews or cousins or something. And you just wanted to appease them with something. No, so you well, took I was them still pretty young at the time, so my mom thought maybe I'd enjoy it. And I'm like sitting through this, and I'm like, I'm find a happy place. You were probably eighteen. Find a happy place. I wasn't eighteen, but it was, pretty, was like seventeen, oh taking these God. kids to the theater, and a bunch of people from Williams High now. School running to him and go, "Hey, man, what are you gonna see?" And he's like, "Fuck, <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck." Um, they're gonna go see some R movie. Yeah. And you're like, hey William, what's up, man? See you in class on Monday. We're gonna, gonna go see? see session nine. We're gonna go see Dragonfly. We're gonna go see high art. <laughs> We're gonna go see Dragonfly. <laughs> Is that, that Kevin Costner shit ass? Yeah. yeah, actually, okay. Once my uh, so uh, we're going into the oh, Dragonfly shit. conversation. Remember, okay. Al, okay, remember my old roommate? I'm gonna kick Alice? back. Once uh three two dudes went. It was me, uh my friend, my friend Alex, uh -huh. and this girl who wanted to bed. Wait, and you were the third wheel on a date on a. No, fourth. You're the fourth wheel. You're the yeah. fourth wheel. Yeah. Then she gets banging each other. And the uh, and the girl, and uh. And Dragonfly they, was the movie he was gonna try got, and get. They got on. the yeah, they got the wrong ticket somehow, and they ended up going into Dragonfly. It's like, all right, dude, you get me a ticket and you come back out uh, after you get you get your seats and then uh, and then come and get us at Dragonfly. And we're like, okay, we'll do that. And we go in to see, I don't know, something. I think we ended up seeing nothing that much better. Probably like the skulls or some shit like that. <laughs> but like uh, that wasn't a good but, movie. But, but, but it was not. Uh, hey, you then, stay away from Rob Cohen. We, uh, I, I will. I will uh, very much stay away from Rob Cohen. And it was probably one of the most asshole things I've ever done to a friend. Yeah. But instead of like bailing him out of that, we're yeah. just like, eh, he's with a chick. Let him go see Dragonfly. So oh, we just God. left them in there. That's the equivalent of ever. That's hey, the equivalent whoa, 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 of actually wait, 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 leaving hold on, your hold on. friend. Hold no, no, hold that's hold the equivalent. Hold on, hold on. Very important. Did it work? Did he get laid? He no. didn't get laid. No. Did, did what and you just he did? Had to see Dragonfly. What you just did? There's a thing. There's a thing you do for friends is you agree to call them like a half hour into their date to just to give them an out. It's like, yeah, oh no, yeah, I'm yeah. dating the most horrible individual ever. I was like, oh, uh, thanks, mom. Oh, thanks for go. telling me that. My mom is dead. I have to go. And yeah. you did like, what you did is essentially not call him. What I essentially That's did awful. was turn off my cell phone. He's yeah. hanging on a cliff and he didn't throw him a rope. That's a dick <laughs> move. He's like he's like he's like sitting on the cliff. There are tigers beneath him. He's like I don't want to, I don't want these fucking grapes. I want a rope. 
And and you're like, that's the weirdest joke I've ever done. That is really <laughs> that's weird. A, that's a really obscure hey, you joke. Hey, you clip. There was there a tiger involved? There's, yeah, it was this whole are thing. Are grapes? Yeah, there's this whole like allegory. It's like in, in like Buddhism or whatever. Where it's like you're hanging from a cliff and there's a tiger above you. And there's a tiger beneath you. So you're kind of damned if you damned if you don't. But there's like grapes or something growing out of like the, the, the cliff face. And you like eat the grapes and like, mm, these are good grapes. Everyone's head just exploded. Yeah. Unless you're Indian. Um. So guys, the Oscars are Anyway. Coming. And William B. Biani has the greatest write-up I've ever read. In fact, I think we should just keep bumping that to the front of the page. Yep. Gilmore on the site. It'll be there front page all Oscar week. I love that article. That is phenomenal. No, what's the article? Well, what's what's, what's the great about the article is I asked Bibiani to write this article. And Bibiani was like, I was like, dude, just don't bother. You know, don't go crazy, but just write a blurb about each. Not only did Bibiani write a blurb about each, he wrote... What to tell people if you liked it and hadn't seen it? Yeah. What to tell what to yeah. tell people if you don't like it? Basically, because there's there's always it. all these uh, movies that they're like nominated for Oscars that most people don't bother going to see or don't think are important right. to see, Last like Station. The Last Station, Avatar. In the Loop, Avatar. Uh, but but you know movies that you didn't feel the need to go out and watch, and now you might feel like oh I should probably rent that sometime and maybe it's good or whatever. But in the meantime, you know people are talking about for the Oscars, and now I give them like okay you, you can sound like you saw it if you say this. Right. And I decided, well, it's one thing to say, well, I saw it, and blank, but you need to give a value judgment. Mm -hmm. But then you can't just say you liked every movie. So I decided, okay, I'll give him if, what to say if you liked it and what to say if you didn't like it, and then you can pick and choose and mix it up a bit. Guys, don't go to an Oscar party without having read first William Bibiani's Oscar Breakdown. It, it's phenomenal. It really is one of the... I mean, it's the best Oscar Breakdown story I've seen on any site, and Thank I know you. there are professionals out there Thank getting you. paid money to do this. One day, Bibs, one day. I'm sorry. Sorry, um, guys. Comic books, my favorite medium of all time. One thing, movie. Wait, they're, they're like, wait, they're already out of movies. They didn't talk about Shutter Island having come out this weekend. We've seen the trailer so many times. We know what happens in Shutter Island. Through the walls. Through the walls. Escape through the walls. Brent Moore actually texted me back from Austin and said he he sat in the same screening as my father, who went to see it. And I was like, oh, why did my why did my dad go see it? Who really didn't get? what the twist was going to be or something yeah. from the There's first four seconds of the trailer. We all know what the twist is. If you Please. haven't, I saw the haven't seen it, the there are only go, four oh, twists it. left in Hollywood. It's the third one. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but so, uh, but here's yeah, the thing uh, that I loved about it was I went to see Crazy Heart on my on my journey to see every movie. But there was they were showing they were showing a, a trailer in front of Shutter Island. I've seen that trailer in front of a movie literally 25 times and since like August. Um, but as, but there was this guy. Yeah, it was from Shutter Island, and, and this guy like this guy's like following, going to their <laughs> seats, like a group of four people, and then Ben Kingsley's about to do that line, and literally everyone in the group in front of me does this, <laughs> like literally like five, and me too, and they and they notice me too, and they're like, hey, kindred spirit, I'm like, hey, it's like we're brothers. No, no, the, the proper response to that because you guys are talking about something abused in the trailer yeah. is, you're the man now, dog. And then yes. him, his response because is... Because that's how Sean Connery yeah. talks. And then his response You're would be... You're the man now, dog. And then his, his, <laughs> yes. re then his response to you should have been, my name is Domino Javi and I'm a bounty hunter. <laughs> <laughs> you can only respond to Oh it. my God, that is the most... That's even worse. Uh -huh. Oh my God. Remember yeah. that many, trailer? That trailer was the worst. <laughs> my, my name is Domino, Domino Javi. I'm a bounty hunter. I'm, I'm a bounty like, hunter. Like, you can just pick her up, snap what, her what, neck, and throw her against what, the wall. What bothers me about, it, about that trailer, though, it was that it's not that, that like, that's a cool line. It's like it'd be one thing if that were a cool line, you know, and it's like if someone like uh, like I come in peace. There's like I come in peace, and Dolph Lundgren says, "You go in pieces, asshole." That's something. That shit, that's a yeah. cool line. I mean, it's a it's a dumb movie, but it's no, a cool no, line. So you can Rucker Howard's into it, badass. Uh, Rucker Howard's in that. Or what, what, what? That's the movie. Um, 
Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Ron How uh, and Rugger Howard's not the bad guy in there. No, that? it's just it's just like another Danish-looking dude. Oh, okay. It's some Danish guy. Yeah, but it, it's it, it's yeah, uh, another it's, Aryan. Uh, it's Polta, dude. But anyway, but my whole thing is that it's that's not even like a cool action line. It's literally her introducing himself. I mean, like it'd be like a, if we did a movie about like the making of Keyscape, and like eight times in the trailer, it's like, "Hi, I'm William Bibiani. I'm a writer." <laughs> and like th that's literally just repeat that eight times, and maybe it'll be cool. Um. Meanwhile, in the world of comics. Guys, well, let's talk comics. Let's talk this shit. Um, I like how I talked about how the audience doesn't like comics and how we should shorten the segment or talk less about it or talk just about trades. And then we started having people say, no, I like comics. You got me into blankety blank, blank, blank. I, yeah. I find great value in that. Thank you. Never give up reading. Just give up reading books that don't have pictures in them. Uh, <laughs> I like to think of comic books as comic books. Oh, good. They yeah. were books and then they were comic so guys, um, DC Comics, uh, you know D DC Entertainment got formed a, a while ago. Paul, yeah, something like Paul that. Paul Levitz yeah. stepped down as publisher, yeah. and then and, and they formed DC Entertainment over at Warner Brothers they to kind of did. to kind of streamline the process of having the, the DC creatives uh, kind of at the forefront of whatever initiatives they wanted to make with the, the properties. Like Superman's going to become a film. Yeah, let's yeah. involve DC Comics. Exactly. That. They finally, which seems so obvious. Well, Marvel d did it. Yeah, with, I know, their right? But it's just amazing to me that, that it yeah. took them so long to realize. Wait a minute, we already have people writing these characters. Well, Maybe we should ask them what's going them on. Right. It's like, oh, they're just writing funny books. We'll get real screen. Yeah. And every time you get a real screenwriter, it somehow fucks up completely. Right. So, so they've they've started promoting mm. people to the board over yeah, at DC and, Entertainment. And, good, and who do time. they go to? They go to DC publisher. Dan DiDio, they got um, Didio. Is it Didio? Okay, Didio. I'll, I'll trust you on these ones. Okay. Uh, earlier, Viviani was trying to get us to believe that it was Wyvern and not Wyvern. I'm pretty sure the monster is called the Wyvern. It's a Wyvern. It's a Wyvern. Um, so anyway, uh, Jim Lee, our good buddy Jim Lee, yeah. who we've interviewed on the show, he's up on the board, and then and then uh, he's the Jim Leeest person I've ever met. Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns is kicking ass. He, he's in there. Again, a no-brainer. So, yeah. uh, and then, um, I'm forgetting, the fourth horseman. Uh, you know what? I'm really not following it that much. Jeff Katz? Not Jeff Katz. Jeff Katz is his own studio. Okay. It's a DC guy. Gail Simone? I'm, I'm excited about it, though. It sounds yeah. like they're giving the, the, uh, the, the inmates the asylum. Yeah. And they should, you know? And then they're going to evaporate right through the walls. Right through the walls. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, uh, you know what, I, this, this is what I've been reading. I've been catching up on uh, on those Dark Tower comics that Marvel's uh, yeah, publishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen them. King writes books. They're actually really good. I know, I And know. it's not Stephen King writing them. It's Robin Firth. Yeah, but his, they would, yeah. wouldn't be doing without Stephen King. But it, 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 it's, it's solid. But you really have to collect, like, mm -hmm. the six-issue miniseries and then yeah. read through them or yeah. wait for the trades for them to be really enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, but you've been reading comics on the internet. Yeah, I have been. And I don't mean, like, bootlegging them either. I've been very poor. Uh, so I've been trying to thank you. Um, that helped. Uh, I am. I've been trying to uh, find entertainment for free, and so I've been looking at a lot of web comics. Uh, many You'll of which, do. many of which are are, are 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 you know a lot of people are aware of XKCD. I'm a big fan of uh, just XKCD.com. Hilarious, sciency, farsightish kind of XKCD. Kind of yeah, just the letters. Uh huh. Uh, it means it means exactly what you think it means. Uh, but I've also been looking into uh, like uh, other avenues. Uh, Girls with Slingshots mm. by Danielle Corsetto. I, I haven't got. That's not. That's what's my Girls thing. With, what's Girls, Girls with Slingshots? Is uh, Jeffrey Reed Strangers in Paradise? Yeah, by Terry Moore. Uh, it's a lot like that, but is it's it a, a bit more. No, it's not a ripoff. It's just got that tone. It's a lot of that kind of like girl power, uh, 
women being comfortable in like sexual environments and relationships stuff like that and getting a little broad and uh, you know they're all broads hell uh, I'm trying not to but it's 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 sweet and funny. It's actually even a little sexy sometimes, yeah. and uh, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, you, you said sexy. Uh, now you you showed yeah. us a web comic earlier. There's another there's another web comic that I le- uh, was led to from Girls with Slingshots burr, 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 that burr, is burr, called burr, Hold burr, on, burr, it's burr, called burr, Chester Five Thousand XYV. Now this is not safe for work. So it's not. It's, and if you're under eighteen, we can't tell you in good faith to go check. No, out it is comic. it is an erotic comic book it is however uh very nicely drawn and it has and it has a long story arc there's like a there's like a hundred like individual comic strips of it and while it does tend to focus on like oh that's they're gonna be having sex for a while uh there is like a a, a narrative that's a little victorian and kind of romantic and, yeah it's and about a guy sweet. who can't pleads his sex craved wife something like that so yeah so he builds her a robot yeah and then but then there are jealousy issues involved right. and it be, and it leads to a major conflict and then there's a, another woman comes in and it's it's you know as i said it's it's a little soap opera whatever but it's very nicely done it's it's sweeter than you might think the robot as opposed a, to just being tawdry the robot has an erection it was yeah or like uh, glass uh, oil on yeah her. Uh, jonathan is very fond of this time. concept called robo titties uh but chester 5000 xyv has robo cock yeah so it's a robo cocky uh, you know, uh, maybe the comic—it's not over yet. Maybe they build no. a robot lady with the they're, robot they you will find out. He hasn't read it all. I haven't so, read it all. I just but uh, it. I but like it. but Chester Five Thousand yeah. XYV by Jess Fink. I'm a big fan of. Uh, if you're you're okay with erotic material, you know that a woman writes it because of the amount of foreplay that's it's, in the fucking. I think that's yeah. fair to say. And another comic I'm a huge fan of, and uh, it's another one I can. It's been around long enough that I can just hit random comic and always be pleased by it. Is Hark a Vagrant by Kate Beaton? Hark a Vagrant. What is that? Okay, Hark a Vagrant. Uh, it's it's basically it's another comic that's basically it's a new concept every week or something like that, like a new just quick gag. But it usually has something to do with history, some interesting little bit of history you didn't know about. Um, um, but one thing one thing that's cute that she's been doing lately is like a series of she'll take you know Ed Gorey. Like mm-hmm. a guy who created like the Adams Family stuff like that. Well, he did um, uh, like a series of covers for books, but the covers are kind of weird and elliptical. And so she basically did a whole series of comics about what she thinks the books are about, based on what the cover is in it. And so it's like uh, uh, she's judging books by their covers. She, she is actually yeah. uh, by their gory covers, and uh, there's it's full of uh, things like. Um, uh, like the the, the associated the, so, uh, the assorted poems of William Butler Yeats and all Ed Gorey seemed to draw on it was a big bird and so her comic is did you know that William Butler Yeats was a giant bird it's true everyone was like wow and then he wrote some poems and they were pretty good that's the comic that's pretty much the whole comic it's very funny it's I, I highly recommend it it's very sweet but book. you know that uh, Cameron Stewart has his own web comic that he's been doing the current writer of uh, the current artist of Batman and Robin do you like Cameron Stewart's artwork it's okay I, I really like his artwork. It's okay. You know, he does Sea Guy. He did that Vietnam book with Jason Aaron. Yeah, I love... I'll, the I'll other say side. This, one thing I'll say very confidently is that I do love Sea Guy a uh, lot. And I like his artwork for Batman and Robin. It's okay. It's, it's awesome. My thing is this. He, he, he always uh, comes in like after Frank Quitely. Yeah. So uh, anyone coming... Practically any artist in the world coming after Frank Quitely is going to look a little... It's going to be almost a disappointment in comparison to right. no how good you are. So as no slight to him, it's just it's it's, it's like when uh, they were doing New X Men, and it would be like, oh, the Frank Quitely's doing the book, and it's amazing, and then they'll get Igor Cordy, Mark Silvestri after him, yeah. Mark Silvestri, or or, or even uh, what's his name, the guy who did uh, the the Green Lantern. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Gary Frank? No, 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 no. The, 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 no, the guy, the guy who did Green Lantern Rebirth. Oh, um, you know what I'm talking about? Phenomenal. Yes, yeah. that guy. 
Mm-hmm. And he and he worked on it. He did some of the better. He did some of the best storylines. But when you're competing with Frank White, right. it's ridiculous. Uh, I know that if you look up this uh, Cameron Stewart comic, you mm-hmm. might enjoy it. It's a little weird. It's like a noir mm-hmm. dreamscape type thing. But through there, I found this one web comic that I read for a long time, and it's about a Bigfoot. Okay. It's called I think it's called like Charlie the Bigfoot or Charlie the the, the Snowman or something like that. Okay. And it's just it, it reminded me a lot of Bone. Oh, that's that's always it, a good time. It, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just like this. This uh, yeah. it could be Charlie the Yeti or something, but it's mm. about this Yeti living in the woods and like the different creatures and stuff like that, and they all talk. That's nice. And it reminded me a lot of Bone, and it's a really, really cleanly well drawn comic, right. and I will find it for you guys next week. So don't you worry about that. You'll get your little web comic. Okay. Because um, you know what, the economy. Remember when you said that? The economy, and yes. uh, it's yes. affecting us all. I, so I web comics is not a bad way to go. Yeah, um, because of. The, the economy, economy. and yes. one day we'll, we'll find <laughs> yes. one day we'll find a way yes. to uh, yeah. to get those things on our little digital platforms and enjoy them, and maybe those will become our comics, man. You just do it for your iPad. Yeah, the iPad. Walk Everyone around with an iPad. Dude, yeah, the, the iPad. I don't. It's, it just it's, reminds me of those. Monks it's like you from, know what uh, I want. I want an iPhone that I can't talk on, or I want an iPod that I can't carry around with me. You know those. Uh, those. No, but okay. It's, it's a useless it, it, piece it, of crap. Everyone's covered this. But what's his face? Uh, wasn't he the bald guy again? From uh, Barrett. Barrett. Oh, oh, uh, Connor. Yeah, Connor. Uh, on his, a bald uh, guy. Connor. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't just shave his head. I don't, he does. It's not that it's a useless piece of crap. It's just I don't understand. It doesn't fill a niche. Wait, if you, no, 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 if you no. shave if your head, big. you're not. Are you bald? Yeah. No, yeah, he's bald. So um, if you shave your head bald, okay. therefore maybe no, you're, you're right. Bald. You're right. You know, okay. It just has a bad connotation. Uh-huh. There you go. The but, connotation. Uh, he, uh, but you know, e-readers and everything have a certain type of screen and everything. So yeah. that, you know, it's good with the reflection from the sun and all yeah. that shit. And I'm like, okay, so it's not even a good e-reader, and I think it's a piece of shit. But he brought up a good point. If you wanted to get uh, comics into the digital age, the iPad is the perfect size right. to actually well, someone, read yeah. comics. So that is the only practical application for the Bear iPad. Bear Garisi, that your buddy, who's my buddy, he had like he was all up in the, the he was all about the iPad. Who? Barrett. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so I'm thinking like you know, literally I, walking around like that, you look like one of the monks in, in, my, in, in, in Mar- Monty Python in the uh, in the Holy Grail. My thing with the iPad. Here, here's what I would do to the iPad. Is I think there's there's two things you need to yeah, do to fix sexual, an iPod. Sexual, yeah. First off, uh, you you take the iPad and what you would do is you give it like a lot of RAM and the ability to run all kinds of different programs. And I would also attach a keyboard and maybe you know to save space, something could like kind of close on itself. That's and that way, idea. and that way, you know, it filled. It actually serves. More functions than your iPhone. Holy shit! What would you call it? I, I I don't know. I would call it um an i MacBook Pro. Yeah. Um. There's one of those on the floor right there. So guys, uh, you know what? I don't have a solution for the digital age of comic books. The iPad. I only have got problems. It, but you're really gonna buy. I mean, come on. Yeah. I I, I uh, I'm not excited by that deal. Uh, video games. Now we're talking digital. Uh, our buddy Viviani here, he got himself a PS3, and he's excited about it. Have you been enjoying your PS3? You know, I enjoy the PS3. It's a solid system. I I, I, I have problems with the PS3, but then again, I have problems with the Xbox 360, and I have problems with the Wii. Right. A lot of times when you only can afford like one system, you get a little defensive of it, and you say, like, well, yeah, well, I have an Xbox 360, and I'm glad I don't have a PS3 because the load times are crap. And the load times are crap. I, I played Bayonetta, and you load every time something happens. Are you kidding? It's like practically, it's like, oh, okay, I pick up like this thing, and it's not even an important thing. I use it to combine with other things, and then I can make like a health potion later. Every time it happens, it's like, bing, and then it's screen freezes. 
Because I and thought the appeal of that game was that it moves at a super fast speed. It is. And it's, it's like space and on, hair. And on the 360, it does. And apparently, they've, they've got a thing now where you can spend five minutes downloading the entire game onto your PlayStation 3, and then it won't have these load times. But you, then, but you still have to have the game in the, the console when you play it. It's not even... It's this weird backwards-ass solution to the loading time problem on the PS3. But if you have a PS3, it's really not that bad. Okay. It's really not that bad. Uh, I like the PS3. It's got the free online. It's got... Uh, uh, I, I, I seem to notice a better uh, resolution on my Netflix instant streaming oh, wow. PS3. Uh, that, might be like a, that might be a placebo effect. I'm not certain, but it's, it certainly is good. It's a great Blu-ray player. Uh, and it's nice because there are a few PS3-exclusive games that I couldn't get before, and now I can. I, I finally got a chance to play Flower. Oh, which yeah. is a beautiful game. Brent Moore's favorite game of all time. It's 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 exceptional, uh, and it's and it's, it's very simple. It's not complicated. Anyone can play it. It's hard to screw it up. Really. Oh, that's like me. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, but no, I, I highly recommended that. I thought that was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a good system. So that's good. And it's then fun. you played a couple of recent ones, Dark Void. I played Dark Nobody Void. Nobody likes Dark, Dark Void. Dark Nobody Void like them. So, there's some neat stuff going on in Dark Void. Like the whole again, it's Rocketeer. You know, you get to have a jetpack, and you get to fly around a jetpack. And there's this, occasionally there are a couple of levels that are designed well enough that you can go from. Uh, they have an interesting idea that's a vertical cover system that's you hanging from something and then shooting and then jumping up to the next ledge. Oh, cool! Stuff like that. That, that stuff's actually handled pretty well. And then there's like another, other times where you're in like a, 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 a flat area and there's all these cover mechanics and everything. Or, then you can just fly around and shoot people, and that changes the dynamic. When it does that stuff well, it does that stuff really well. But the enemies are really generic. The the story is just awful and and cliched. And I ran into a bug that kept me from finishing even the game. Wait, are you kidding? Game. I'm not kidding. I ran. There's a there's a level towards the end where you're escorting this like giant floating battle cruiser, basically. Okay. Um, but the battle cruiser moves really slowly, and only so many enemies are scripted to appear in a, in a given area. So if you use the so, so basically you can kill all the enemies, and then you and have then to you wait. Chill out. Yeah. And you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and then more the guys battle, show up. Can you ride on the battle cruiser? You can ride on the battle cruiser, and <laughs> when, when, when you're riding on the battle cruiser, you're using turret guns, and the turret guns are so overpowered that you can kill everyone even faster, and then you just have to wait for longer. So what I was doing was I was like, well, fuck it, I'm bored. It, yeah. I, I I started like trying to go a little bit ahead, try to speed up the game a bit, maybe get to the area where other enemies go, and I do that. More enemies show up, I kill them, and I do that. More enemies show up, and I kill them, and then I died. I, I like face planted by by mistake. I turned around and then I hit a wall by accident. And, and that's the thing is, you know, you're, I've got a jetpack on your head. You hit a wall, you're dead. I'm fine with that. The problem is when I died, that triggered a cutscene that apparently wasn't supposed to happen until 20 minutes later. And then, <laughs> and then when I came, and then uh, there was like a weird thing, and then I restarted like back at my little checkpoint. And then when I finally got to the point where the cutscene was clearly supposed to play, uh, it never played. And the, there was there was like a half polygon or something there where it's like clearly it's supposed to be a battle cruiser uh, that I'm supposed to fight, and it never shows up. And I'm just so I'm just waiting there, thinking maybe if I just There's wait, like maybe if I just wait, something will happen. And then what? And that's, I tried this three times, uh, and then like the the battle cruiser is supposed to be escorting, just goes, 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 and then self destructs. Nothing I could do. Nothing shot it. It just self destructs. <laughs> And I was like, I like well, this game. I, what, what, uh, maybe that was the void that was dark. Maybe uh, it was very, very frustrating. And, and I wouldn't Inferno, recommend. Is it Dante's good? Inferno is the shit. Whoa, I that like, is the most like, I, exuberant I, response I I've ever heard. I loved it. But you play the God of War game. I have it's God, it is. It's a blatant ripoff. Okay, I'm totally comfortable saying this. Uh, Dante's Inferno is a shameless ripoff of God of War. It is, however, really good ripoff okay. of God of War. Uh, Not like the, the Ghost Rider game. No, 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 no. This, the, it, the, the, the combat system is awesome. Uh, the story is is surprisingly well done. I really cared about the main character, and, and they did some interesting things with making him interesting and not 
uh, a, a genuine hero. Like he's in hell for all these reasons. Every time right. you go to a new circle of hell, you find out well he's guilty of this sin too. Right. Some of them are even more horrible than others, and you realize God, this guy's kind of a bastard, and that makes his redemption story more interesting. Uh, everything's really epic, but uh, yeah, it's got it's a decent length. The fighting is amazing. Uh, the locales are very strong. Uh, I, I, How about the I, graphics? I mean, you, the get to, you get to places in God of War three where you're just like, or God of there, War two, where there, you're fighting on a colossus. There are and some it's just bits phenomenal. There are some bits in 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 Dante's Inferno that are certainly equal in scale because obviously they're they're competing yeah. with God of War. This is basically the God of War that you can play on your 360. You know, if you, you have it. a 360, you Got don't it. you can't play the God of War. This is a perfectly valid uh, uh, thing to, to to play instead. Okay, and it's 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 nothing new, but you know what I equate it to? I equated it to in my review on the other website. No, go for it. Uh, the California Literary yeah. Review. You guys uh, should check out his stuff yeah. at CaliforniaLitReview.com. CaLitReview.com. Yeah. Uh, it's yes. great. Uh, I, I, I do video game reviews there. A couple occasions we review, and we got. I have a blog there with another critic uh, named Julie Rhodes. Who's adorable. Uh, yes, she is. Uh, but uh, check it out. I digress. But uh, Dante's Inferno, uh, you know, don't let the demo sway you. Yes, it's derivative, but it's also really good. And I equate it to uh, the difference between Seven Samurai and The Magnificent Seven. Okay. It's the exact same movie, but it's adapted to a new culture. It plays a little differently. It's got enough variations that it stands on its own. It's still a good game. Well, we're going to have the real deal pretty soon. Absolutely. March, so and I'm looking forward I'm to playing that as well. That. It's one of my favorite franchises. Uh, speaking of my favorite franchises... Uh, as I was a, as a kid, I mean the Sega Genesis. This is like into it, the the Sega Genesis was uh, my system. If there's a, a system yeah. that I spent the majority of my time on this earth with, mm-hmm. everyone has that system. What would that system be for you? Uh, when I was a kid, it would have been the Super NES. In, in in I mean, looking back, even now, you've probably spent more time with that Super NES than you've played with any system since. Probably, yeah. I yeah, mean, I, think about it. You probably, had those endless yeah. summer days. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. The Genesis was mine, you know, sure. and uh, in the Sonic games were the pinnacle of it. I, yeah. I bought by Genesis when it still came with Altered Beast, and I played yeah. that. But when Sonic came out, it was just it was life changing. Yeah, it was, the it game was, move it was that a great fast. franchise. But you've heard about this new episodic content based Sonic Four. Well, you you mean uh, Sega's reaction to New Super Mario Brothers Wii? Well, you can talk about it like that, but yeah. but at the same time. Sonic it's 4 such, no, no, I'm has, been, has been it. having to come. I mean, they've, right. they've been this Titmouse, this Project Titmouse thing has yeah. been has been leaked at for uh, Look, hinted at forever. I'm going to accuse you it. Finally, of, get Sonic yeah. 4. I'm, I'm going to accuse it of, of being reactionary to the success of other games, but it's still good. But why is it not reactionary then also to Mega Man 9? It's it it, it or also, it's also Mega that, Man 10. I think it's you're also that. A, you're talking I about a reactionary idea, industry. I, it is reactionary industry, but I think it's a matter of it's such an obvious thing because Sonic hasn't worked in a 3D environment. Really ever. ever? I mean, there were like bits of it in like Sonic Two, where just like a couple mini levels or something, where you're on well, like a in sphere. So- in Sonic CD, you've got the the yeah, half yeah. pipe. Sonic fine. and Knuckles. Yeah, that. And there are elements of that. Yeah. yeah. No, and also you have uh, something something about chaos, something that was for all yeah. the. Uh, but my point is, my my point well. is this. My point is this. Uh, Sonic works better. The, it, we're not so, saying there aren't three sixty three D games. They just saying, suck. They usually, if if they are committed to the 3D environment, it, it sucks because the whole idea of Sonic, the reason why Sonic was successful, is this idea of speed and this idea of moving mm. quickly through a pretty I environment. I even like Sonic Spinball. Yeah, it's a great game. Uh, but uh, but the thing is, when you move it into a 3D environment, it's much more difficult to do because you, your your perception of your environment is different. Right. It's it's a lot less clear. All right, it's either like a kind of a first person thing, but that's the problem with 3D games in general. And this is the kind of problem I find with like the Grand Theft Auto series is that um, you know in real life, don't you talk shit about my game? My my point is simply this: 
in real life, even when you're only looking at one thing, you have a sense of your surroundings. Right. Okay. In a video game, it's much more difficult to do that because if you have limited camera angles, you're not hearing everything. You don't have any other sentences for context. And so often, smell often in Grand Theft Auto, I like I look around. It seems like it's okay. I steal a car, and then it turns out, bam, there was a cop right, right. there, and now I'm I'm inconvenienced. All right, same thing in Sonic. In Sonic, you know, when it's a 2D environment, you have a better sense of what's ahead of you when you're traveling at high speeds. In a 3D environment, it's much more difficult to navigate your surroundings. And your character is covering a part of the screen. Exactly, a significant part of the screen. I mean, the beginning of the end for this, the whole Sonic yeah. franchise with the 3D was, remember the two-thirds top-down Sonic game? Uh, it started as an arcade. Yeah. It started as an arcade game. Yeah. You guys can look this shit I, up I in Google. I remember this. Yeah. I, I remember going to London with my father. Before yeah. high school, and yeah. in the arcade there, the in Piccadilly London. Circus, there, in the arcade there, Ooh, Sega owned a, an arcade, and you would play the game with a trackball. You would play the Sonic game with a trackball. Actually, I don't remember. And it was this an arcade game. You'd play with a trackball. It was a Sonic the Hedgehog game, and it was two thirds perspective. Weird. So it was almost like Marvel, like Marvel Madness, or Mario RPG. Right. In in, in that game, yeah. that game also came out for I think it was a late. Generation Genesis, Genesis game. It yeah, was like yeah, when they, they yeah. were, it was like when they were trying to pull the Nomad on you and shit. Well, like they, were, that. they were they were trying to incorporate three D graphics to extend the life of these things. But with all these other two, ideas. This was a two thirds yeah. perspective game. You guys sure. go ahead and Google this. But like Sonic, you'd oh, roll, you, you, you'd roll him around with a trackball. You'd get him on like a lever or like a, like on a uh, on a running wheel, and you'd have to hit the trackball to raise a gate, and then quickly go through the gate before it shut, mm -hmm. and little things like that. But yeah. it, the game always felt like more of a pain in the ass than an actual fun game. Just cutting loose as Sonic at super speed was always the appeal. And this one, even though it's seven episodes, uh, you get seven seven levels in a badge yeah. per episode. I'm down with it. People are bemoaning the whole downloadable content or episodic nature of it. I'm down. You know, I'm down with it too, as long as the price matches the amount of stuff you're getting. That's all that matters to me. You know, we all have systems now which are capable of downloading games. That's fine. Let's just make sure they're reasonably priced and that and the games are good and I don't care. In the Sonic Force for the Wii. That's fantastic. You want to come over and play it like we did New Super Mario Brothers. I can do that. We still need to clean up on New Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, we, we, we're, we're, we leaving like, a couple, like a we're leaving levels. a couple coins and out there. And I found uh, there's a there's a level someone showed me that's more sort of a roller coaster level. Have you seen this? Yeah, well, we saw it at the party. Oh my god! The one, it's so the one cool. with the magma. Know, it's the one so with the magma. Cool. It's oh. yeah. At oh, the Geekscape party, we gotta we gotta get that. Love that game. That's that game is the one of like the only reasons why I almost wish I still had a Wii. Well, you have me. I I, I have, have I have I have a I have a me Wii. You have friends. Who needs a Wii when you got I have a Yee. Wii. A Yee. Um, so, so guys, we all remember our old video games fondly. Go ahead and go on the forums and talk about what your big time system was. What are uh, your favorite video games? For some of us, Satori, it was the Atari. And there was a the huge, Satari. The Satari. Uh, the Missile Command game. Yes. Have you heard about this rumor with the turning Missile Command into a movie? Oh, it's so exciting. How is that not just... Why don't you call Matthew Broderick up and just make yeah. war games? Well, it's... How would you do Missile Command? The I would movie? I would make war games. Is it <laughs> that's, that's like, what I do? <laughs> it's like, like oh, in war games. games, the whole idea was to yeah. prevent missiles launching. Yeah. In, in Missile Command, the, the it's missiles like, have launched. The and missiles you're trying have to launched. And how you're trying to shoot? Yeah. At well, you know what I I, I always think is I think uh, from Robotech, uh, mm -hmm. the, the original like Macross saga, uh, they had like that whole they they found out they had this force field, but it only they could only make a force field and like. Sizes like a size this size, so they had like these these like three people whose responsibility was to move them around the entire battleship as fast as possible and try to like deflect missiles like exactly where they were going. Missile hit. command. Exactly, it was kind of cool actually, but it was. 
fucking ridiculous. And so, I, so you're saying that it does not have grounds for a film. I, well, here's the, here's my thing with Missile Command, mm. and my, it's a reason. It's a thing I have for a lot of uh, properties like this. For example, they just announced the Erector Set movie. Wait, what? Yes, they're turning Erector Sets into a movie. What about? It's Link- okay. It's going to be in three days. Wait, they did that before Lincoln Logs. I know, but here's my problem with Missile Command and Erector Set and all these things is I that what, what you 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 are buying the the here's the problem is that you should you, play these companies, in a Cubert movie. That would be cool. That's all I gotta say. Gilmore is Cubert. Cool. Yeah. I'd love to play. Cubert. 2012. But here's my problem with this, and I and I blogged about. And that movie has California Literary Review. The idea is that you, when you're buying a property, you're, you're supposed to be getting something back from it. You're you're buying something that people are familiar with. You know, like oh, we're we're buying Spider-Man. You know, oh, people know Spider-Man. That helps with marketing. All right. Or if you're buying uh, the rights to something that has merchandise, like Transformers. Oh, we bought the rights to Transformers. That's great. We'll sell toys in addition right. to this, and we'll make more money. Uh, when you're buying something for like Missile Command or Erector Set, where the appeal, where people know about it, but the, the no one's really talking about it, no one really cares anymore. Yeah. No, the no reaction ki- is, huh? No kids get excited about it, and there's no story. Right. You're not buying. You, you, what you're actually really you're doing not buying is, a bunch of characters. You're exactly. not buying a bunch of backstories. Yeah, exactly. So what you're really doing is you're paying other people to write an original story that you're going to have to do all the work advertising yourself. So why did you pay them to make this movie? <laughs> You, you, there's no reason unless maybe you already had a script that's like dude this this script about these guys who work at a missile command is really cool but we we have no easy marketing strategy luckily no one's looking for missile command the movie so we can just buy that title who, who, who that are, might, that who might are your sense. directors for a missile command movie I can only name yeah. one okay Roland Emmerich yes uh, you know what I would do for a missile command movie is I would try to make it kind of like a sub movie like a submarine movie, you know, like a like a uh, okay. Das Boot or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Try try to really sell Imagine it as a military one. strategy movie. Okay, you know why isn't that just a battleship movie? Well, because they're doing a battleship movie. I know, uh, but no, but you know what I imagine it as? I imagine it as uh, thirteen days. What board game would? Okay, the, thirteen days game? could be kind of cool, where the missiles are already in the air and we have to do something about it. People are running around, but it's the idea it's based on people who have a responsibility to do something about the crisis, as opposed to the Roland Emmerich strategy, where you're looking at twelve assholes. Here are these people who are, have nothing to do with me. I do not relate to them in any way. And all of a sudden, I'm supposed to care about them in the apocalypse. What am I doing in the apocalypse? <laughs> what the bullshit? But he was a limo driver he in was 2012. A limo driver. And he wants no to be a writer. There's no one in 2012 who is my age. Even close to my age. In that entire movie, this I'm dead. Boy. I saw my hometown get destroyed. I saw a, a, a location literally one mile away from where I live get destroyed in 2012. I'm dead. So if there's someone in, so if all the characters who survived, there'd better be someone I there fucking are, no, no, relate no. to. The only people who survived were the dog, yeah, the kid, yeah, and the older person. Pretty much. Well, it's, it's ridiculous. I can't so get my, forty so, fast enough. That's my thing. So is I with, can survive with, the with like a missile command movie. You're doing a story about a missile command. Let's make it a military movie. Let's make it like Crimson Tide. Okay. You know, let's let's do something about people with tough decisions to make and heavy responsibilities. Where should we put the force field? Ah. Let's put it there at this time. What? Should we shoot the missile at the missile? No. Shoot it ahead of the missile. That's crazy. <laughs> You're a maverick. So, guys, um, William Bibiani, everyone. I think you guys should all clap at home. I'm clapping on the inside, and, uh, and I'm clapping literally. Uh, guys, let, let's wrap up. He's this. got the clap. I've got the clap on the inside. Yeah. Um, William Bibiani, like, what did you? What the fuck were you, were you guys thinking? All right, I like Nar Williams the same as the I other guy, but but uh, this was a repeat. If you ask me, I mean, That's okay. right? That's okay. I, you know, what? we can spread the love. Uh, James Cameron has said he doesn't want to win Best Director of the Oscars this year. He wants Catherine Bigelow to win it. Oh, he's just saying that so he can win. I think he's just saying that uh, so that people feel more inclined to... Here's the thing. He wants Avatar to win Best Picture. 
All right, he doesn't need to win Best Director. People want to reward Hurt Locker. He's saying, listen, give her Best Director. That way, Best Picture, the one that everyone remembers for the rest of time, goes to me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Levitates, makes it. Levitates, shoot, shoots lightning out of his eyes. Um, Bleeds money. So, guys, that's Geekscape episode 155. Sorry about being preempted by the Oscars, uh, by the Olympics last week, but uh, I asked Gilmore if he wanted to do an episode, and his response was, "Fuck no." I think it was the words. Uh, yeah. So we're getting Bibiani a week late. Still, better late than never. It's, it's always pleasure, great sir. having Bibiani no, on the give show. Me, give me one of this. Give me one of this. Yeah, you like that, don't you? Bitch? Really, read read his stuff on, on the on the California Literary Review. <laughs> you guys are making a big mistake if you don't. Um, we've got ourselves a website as well It's geekscape.net You guys can come and check it out Talk on the forums Buy a t-shirt And uh, you know what? The clock is ticking on this new site we got to get this thing up We're ready We're rocking The clock is ticking And now it's running out of batteries And now it's running out of batteries So um, guys, stick around Check out the site And then, of course We will let you know all about it If you follow us on Twitter And Facebook Follow um, me on Twitter. You can follow William Bibiani. William Bibiani. Yeah, he's Love William Bob Bibiani on Twitter. No, just he's William Bri- Bibiani. He's, he's Brian no, Gilmore. I'm Jonathan Lennon on Twitter. But Geekscape is geekscape.net spelled out. And on Facebook, we're geekscape.net spelled out. And on YouTube, we're geekscape.net spelled Consistency. out. Consistency. Consistency. That's why we hate missing episodes. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead reference. You are on probation. Great you are on probation. Consistency. All right? I Two turn, people got that. I wanted to do an episode. So, guys, <laughs> I wanted to do an episode. Hero protagonist had to go and stare at food and not eat it again instead of watch an episode. I'll eat it. <laughs> that guy is really skinny. Every time hero protagonist looks at food, he runs on a treadmill. <laughs> hero, next week on Geekscape, hero protagonist, manorexic. You decide.